Thank you, Melissa. That was lovely. I've been praying too this morning, walking around the grocery store, putting the cucumbers in and the milk and praying for what God has for each of you, that it would be released and that we'd all leave here with a greater freedom and a clearer picture of our identity in Christ. Thank you, honey. He's good at this stuff and I'm learning. <laughs> and thank you, Jesus, that your word does not go out void. Start with a little story. Um, about just over 10 years ago, we were packing up all our stuff to move to Finland. And so I was going through all the drawers, picking out the t-shirt that I haven't worn in forever. That's not coming with us. What's coming? Do I need three cake tins? No, I'll just take one. Moving across the ocean. Then opening the drawer right near our front door, I pulled out our little, a little red string, which we've held on to at that point for two years. We were sitting in a service um, when we first got married, talking about giving our house to the Lord and making a covenant with him. And the pastor wanted to give us each something to take home. So I took home this piece of yarn. So it's sitting at the front door. And as I'm packing, I'm thinking, should we, ta we should take the red yarn with us. Like it symbolizes that God is with us and this is his house. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to take the little red yarn. It's just a piece of yarn. And then I was kind of going back and forth. And it, it sounds so silly. Like, you can just see. You guys are like, okay, it's a yarn. Anyways, I left it. And then I'm still thinking about it that night. Like, oh, my goodness, is God going to go with us? I left the yarn. <laughs> Sitting on the airplane just as the airplane is taking off, because I actually slept the entire nine-hour flight, thinking I didn't pack the yarn. The yarn! So fast forward now five days. We are moving into our new place. It's a student flat. We were one of the only two families in the entire city who got a house. So we walk into our house. Scandinavian home kind of looks like an Ikea magazine, like white walls white counters, white tiles, white doors, white floors, and a little piece of red yarn. Up in the corner, my eyes are just drawn to it. God, it's here! And, <coughs> sorry, tears. Tears always come for me because that's how I am. And so, <laughs> I love to be one of those people who like talks about God and doesn't cry because I think it looks kind of cool. <laughs> but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Being honest, I'm telling you how my brain thought, so you might as well know everything else that I think. Anyways, um, so little red yarn is there, and I f hear God say, of course I went with you. I went with you, I went before you. That's just a piece of yarn, but I'm here. Tears away. Okay, next slide. So, my little silly story that tried to illustrate how I thought, we all think differently. The way that each of us thinks is influenced by our life story. So things that we've been through, things that we've experienced, um, things that happened to us influence. 
sorry, husband's smiling at me, influence how we think. And if we think about our thought patterns, they're kind of like grooves that get deeper and deeper as we think in that way. So there's a psychologist, Daniel Kahneman, and I'm sorry if I said his last name wrong, and he talks about that we have a way of thinking, two ways of thinking. One is like automatic, and it's like when you're multitasking, when you're driving a car, you get to work and you're like, oh, I don't remember driving to work. I don't remember the drive. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that aloud. But no, that's the way God's created our brains, that there's things that we can do automatically and we don't need to think about. And then there's that other side of our brain that we, you know, needs higher glucose, needs that energy because we're like crunching numbers or like looking up statistics or doing a math problem. And that's kind of like your, you know, rational, logical, like you have to think. So when you think about like feelings and reactions when you walk into a room and you can read a crowd, those are that automatic side. And that automatic side doesn't require, it just kind of goes, it just kind of keeps going, doesn't it? in the background, and so, but trouble is that, that if we've got negative thoughts or these thought patterns or things that have influenced our life that keep it, that influence how we think, they're just kind of going on in the background all the time. They feel normal to us, because that's kind of feels like, that's who I am, that's how I think, that's, you know. So I put up here some examples of some destructive thought patterns. And so I've got worry and fear. So that was a big one for me. I think I used to worry about my husband. And I heard God in one service say, like, give me your husband. And I thought that meant he's going to take him away. And I was, like, crying and, like, okay, God. And then, <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> okay, God. But then what happened was freedom, freedom from that worry. It was something that I hadn't really anticipated because I thought I was giving my husband to God. <laughs> um, worry, like I'm telling the story of when I went to Finland and then that worry just kept coming. I didn't know that I could kind of harness in these thoughts and that I would worry about the kids after having kids. And I kind of thought that was normal, that you have kids you know, they tell you to, like, baby-proof your house, get down at their level and, like, see what there is that's dangerous and move it away. Yes, we moved away the bleach. No, we forgot to move away the toilet scrubbing brush that looks like a popsicle. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd like that one. Um, fear. <laughs> fear, I didn't realize that as I <laughs> um, had these worry thoughts and fear that I was starting to just worry about something bad happening, something bad being around the corner, even when everything was so good. Okay, I put unforgiveness and shame together because when we don't forgive ourselves, we take on shame. So sometimes forgiveness is, for me at least, is like easier for someone else, but then it's really bad, but I have like higher standards for my own self. And I'm like, why did I do that? Oh. And so, again, that's something that we need to practice, right? Forgiving ourselves. Hopelessness. Comparison. Comparison. What is comparison? Comparison. <laughs> Jealousy. That's a good one for our social media age. 
comparing ourselves, negative self-talk. So, you know, something, something would happen, maybe I would do something silly at work and then just be thinking about it the rest of the day, like, oh, why did I do that? Oh, I'm so dumb. There we go. So negative self-talk. Brooding. For me, that means like if I've had a fight with someone or it's usually with my husband. That's the only person I know that I fight with. <laughs> but it's like, sorry, honey. Um, brooding is like, oh, they did that and they always do this and thinking back of all those things that I've forgiven them for, but like bringing them back up. Um, negative expectations. So feel free to, th there's probably more that I missed. This isn't like an exclusive list, but these were ones that came to my mind that I've struggled with. And I'm just gonna tell you another story. Um, and it has a really good ending, so don't worry. <laughs> um, I'm just looking around. My daughter is not in here, my kids, okay, good. <laughs> so we were in Finland having devotions one night and we heard a voice say that, I'm preparing you to take your child. And for us, um, at that point, we were like, I think that was God. And immediately this darkness fell over us. The room was dark, the air was different, um, there was staleness in the air. And I'm just gonna pause here because everyone looks a little worried. Just wanted you to know, like we're the kids' church pastors. We've learned how to hear God. We've learned his character. We've learned that when he speaks to us, there is a feeling of peace like a river. Those things were all missing in this situation. <laughs> this was seven years ago. And I um we freaked out basically, but we didn't know what to do. And we went downstairs and like looked at our kids and then we went back and somehow he fell asleep and I didn't, I was lying awake. And I called my dad, you know, I snuck downstairs, called him, it's the middle of the night. Thankfully it's like daytime still here cause we were six, seven hours ahead. And I told my dad what I had heard and he said to me, okay, that's not God. I do not get a witness and don't think about it anymore. Don't give any power or alignment to that thought. It's like, okay, thank you. Dad, who just is like man of little words, so that's all he had to say, and then like, okay, have a good night, bye. <laughs> you know, okay, his voice didn't go that high, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so I hang up and I don't know how to stop thinking about it. I just told you about my brain and this like the automatic thinking and destructive thoughts. I don't know what to do. Um, so you can just picture me like on the couch, like don't think about it, don't think about it, don't, I'm thinking about it, don't think about it, don't think about it, ah! Anyways, I picked up a book off the shelf that Holy Spirit had been asking me to read probably for two years. Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. Mayer, Meyer, Meyer. Good, thanks. <laughs> and so I read the book really quickly. Probably stayed up all night and put the plan into action. So I've put it into four points for you this morning. And maybe I should have my prop. So with the kids, I've always got.
props. Last week we did vinegar. I'll just take one because I forgot about holding the mic. <laughs> last week it was vinegar and baking soda, guys. God taught the kids a lot through vinegar and baking soda last week. So this week it's boxing gloves. So I put that plan into action. So the first part of the plan was pay attention to your thoughts, and I journaled them out. And then when I saw them on the paper, I was like, oh, there's a lot going on up here that's not, that doesn't align with the word of God. And we know the word says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if, these, if there's any, any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these. So yeah, my thoughts were not lining up with that. And I don't know how to do this clicking thing with this in my hand. Didn't think of that either. So the next thing I did with my thoughts written out and identifying them was looking at, do they line up with the word of God? Do they affirm my identity in Christ? Um, do they line up with the character of Jesus? And sometimes if these are thoughts that you've been thinking a really long time, you might not actually be objective enough to realize that or to recognize that. So if there's someone you trust, you can share um, your journal, your thoughts with them, and they can help you out. I'm going to read out what's up there as well. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitudes of your mind, and to put on, new, put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And that's in Ephesians. So now the next thing was the next step. My little hand here. Um, the next step was to take those destructive thoughts and look at the word of God. What does he say? And that's going to be the new truth. And to speak that truth out, there's power in our tongue. There's power in what we say. And when you're thinking something and you're speaking something else, you can't be thinking the negative thing while speaking out the word of God. First of all, word of God is very powerful, but also it's really hard to be like thinking something and saying something else at the same time. And so it's like flooding God's light into the darkness. So to get that darkness out, just flood it with the word of God. I put some more verses up here. The mind governed by flesh is death, but governed by the spirit is life and peace. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Okay, fourth step. So the last step was to stop and respond to every negative thought with the truth each time and every time. And this, I can say in that situation, was probably the hardest thing I'd ever done because for me, I had to do it every five seconds, maybe for like 10 hours. And that was like the hardest fight I've ever done. So when I grabbed this boxing glove, it literally was the hardest thing I've ever done, took the most energy. The Word of God says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so that was 
what I did with this, um, in this situation that I described where we had heard a voice say something um, quite negative, and I sat there and battled it for like five seconds, for about 10 hours, and I would say the following day, that negative thought maybe would come back every half an hour. Later on during the day, maybe every three hours. The third day, um, maybe every few hours. And I realized, wow, I'm free, like actually free from something that maybe was a way that I had thought for years. And I thought it was just normal. I thought I will always think this way. This is, this is probably how everybody else is. And I experienced a freedom and a peace that I didn't even know was out, that I was missing. It was basically like being able to walk around as if I'm in the middle of worship, but all the time. So I put those things all on one slide for you. And these steps actually, psychologists call this cognitive behavioral therapy. So the only thing different that we've put in there is using God's word, using the truth. And why wouldn't we want to use God's word and his truth? Because his truth is eternal. It's true forever, all the time, right? We've got some more verses. So... Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I thought it was interesting that these verses are all like verbs, things that we can do, like to be transformed and to take thoughts captive. And that there is a part in there that we need to play ourselves. And yes, God can supernaturally change our thoughts, but then what happens when those thoughts come back? You need to know what to do with them, right? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. One more tip up here. And this is um, awesome. This is a way of, new way of life for me, let's say, in the past seven years, is trying to live totally submerged in God's reckless, never-stopping, never-ending love. So it's like, as I'm going through life and observing things, and things are rocky, things aren't always perfect, but being in God's embrace being in his love and knowing that it's present and it's there all the time. It's really hard to talk bad about yourself in your mind when Jesus is standing like right beside you. <laughs> or you're like, you know what I mean? And um, some people, it's been helpful to have little reminders. So I know there was, Jonathan, you did this at one point, had a worship timer. So it was a timer that went off five minutes, 10 minutes to remind you um, to praise Jesus, that Jesus is here. And it's just a way of reminding yourself. Some people wear like a necklace that reminds them or they plan different activities that they do every day to be like my time with Jesus. 
So you wash dishes with Jesus, or you drive. Today I was grocery shopping with Jesus. But those are, I've found that very helpful way to live and to break that cycle, basically. So, and I think that's all I have for you. Did I do okay with the time? Okay, good. <laughs> um, so I just, I've been praying for you you and for this message and I know what kind of breakthrough it had for me so if there are people here who this is something that you know Holy Spirit's talked to you about something that you think about or your thoughts or you'd like to get prayer um, we want to invite you in a moment to come up and we're happy to pray with you and as well if there's some thoughts that you have and you want to ask what God's truth would be in that situation, we can do that with you as well. So um, I've just been believing that there will be a greater freedom, like I said at the beginning, for each and every one of us. And then also we'd like to invite you up if you're here and I've been up here talking about Father God in a way that you don't have a relationship with him and you don't know him. We'd like to introduce you as well. So please, come on up.